This week's episode of Choose Don't Excuse is sponsored by Muscle Donut. Muscle Donuts are gluten-free, baked, never fried, hand-dipped, and packed with 10 grams of protein. That's right, 10 grams of protein. We absolutely love them. In fact, it is one of Judy's absolutely favorite treats, especially if you saw her Valentine's Instagram. If you enjoy living a healthy lifestyle, but donuts are your weakness, check out themusceldonut.com. Welcome to another episode of Choose Don't Excuse. My name is Jody. And I'm Judy. And we are just getting rolling on this beautiful summer day. It's kind of that weird time of year where it's nice and cool in the morning, but gets really hot in the afternoon. So you can kind of feel the season starting to shift. It is pretty outside, but it's, yeah, I can feel the shift and I'm kind of bummed. <laughs> well, plus school started this week, so. Isn't it interesting how when school starts, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just a mindset, but I feel, yeah, fall has set in. I mean, it's already changed. My mind's already shifted that it's fall <laughs> and it's not, it's still hot outside. It was still warm, like 90 yesterday. Oh yeah, it was really warm. Yeah, so. But you're right, you know, as things start to come at you very quickly and you can see it on the horizon, you're you're anticipating it, but the day it happens, your mind totally shifts. Yeah. Because, I, mean, I mean, it was literally the night before we're like, oh, wait, the kids have school tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's different for us actually this year. I think it's because it just kind of rolled all together yeah. with, you know, summer and Typically, you know, I think we have, um, the kiddos are getting ready for school and, and we've, I don't know, we have a certain transition time and we know it's happening, but for some reason this year, um, I think it's because Jess was already doing her online charter and then, um, you know, cake has already been, she's been in volleyball this whole time, meaning that we usually have a break somewhat of a month or two of no volleyball, but because she transitioned from high school to club ball and then to visiting college and then to visiting colleges and doing camps, it there wasn't a break no, at all no. for her. And so <laughs> we all of a sudden said, Oh my gosh, you guys have school like next week. And then all of a sudden, or I guess her, and then all of a sudden there it was. And yeah, I mean, and so <laughs> the funny thing is, is back to school for her was like, you know, usually we go clothes shopping, we go, you know, back to school supply <laughs> no, shopping. We didn't do any of that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> In fact, they just, you know, I guess cause they're older and they've, you I know, think that makes a difference. They're earning their own money. So they go shopping when they want to. And then, um, with the school supplies, I'm, I'm looking at Kaylani and I'm like, uh, it's Saturday. Do you need me to go to Walmart and get any <laughs> supplies for you? She goes, Oh yeah, huh? I guess I need some things. And I'm like, um, but she's a senior and you know, it's, I think it's different. And so anyway, she was like, and she's really easygoing about that stuff. It's yeah. not like she has to have the newest thing of anything. She just doesn't. And so she's like, yeah, like three notebooks and mechanical pencils. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, that's cheap. Because do you remember spending hundreds of dollars oh, hundreds. on school supplies? Yeah. And it's just, it's just super fun. You know, it really did sneak up on us and, and now we're just rolling into the, the new season, the new uh, fall, you know, and it's fun because it's senior year. I'm anticipating a phenomenal senior volleyball season, you know, football games and rallies. And 
it's just uh, a fun time as you're looking at that last year of school. Yeah, so. it is great. And so we're excited. Plus, did we... In, oh, no, we didn't know about her... Oh, yeah. So we've got like <laughs> yeah. an announcement. Ooh, ooh. We've got an announcement for our daughter. Um, we just love to, you know, we love to praise on our kids. I mean, and you so, got to take the moment to absolutely. brag. It's We're okay. Gonna, I, we love to brag on our kids because we love our kids. And you know what? These are accomplishments. And so what she accomplished, Kate Ilani, she is um, going, she's committed to Utah Valley University. And, D1, um, baby. D1, and she's going to be playing volleyball. So yeah. we're so excited for her because she's been, oh, she loves that school. And so she's been wanting to um, go there since she was little. So she's been playing since she was nine. So, little, yeah. So like, she's committed. She's ready to get rolling, and which will lead to a new season of transitioning from. You know, club ball, high school ball, and just on the horizon, college ball, which will be super, super fun. Yeah, so. we're excited for it. And, you know, that that's the thing about it. I, mean, I think that hard work, dedication, commitment. Passion. Consist- consistency. Yeah. I mean, I know that's what we talk about a lot, but those are all, it, it, especially with our podcast of Choose, Don't Excuse, those are all choices. I mean, you know, when we start saying we start thinking, oh, this has been, you know, whatever stacked against me and all those things. Yeah, there might be something stacked against you, but it's also your choice on how you're going to tackle it. You know, you can tackle it. You can, you know, there, I mean, she's got, well, sure. I mean, in volleyball, typically you want to be, you know, <laughs> I want to say six feet tall, you know, <laughs> or, you know, I mean, obviously that would be, you know, good front line, you know, taller than six feet. I mean, seriously, oh, they are. Yeah. But even liberos, then that's her position. She's five. Kaylani's what five two, five three. She's short. She's, oh wait, <laughs> she's, she's like not five, five two. four or so. She's, she's five three, right five about four. your yeah. height. And so, um, you know, and so she has the lib position, libero. Um, you know, and and <clears throat> even those positions, you could even be taller, and they she, you know, she um she could be um overlooked because there's others that are taller than her but the thing is is, so aggressive yeah she's i mean she's so competitive and the thing is though she worked at it it wasn't like oh this is natural i'm just gonna just move like this no you have to work at it everybody does so all i'm saying is you can have um certain excuses to um, make it so that like you know what this is a problem and then and, and and it could be a hindrance but there's other things that you can do with it. You can work around it. All those things. So there's there's choices to be made. That's I guess. Well, that's what and I'm the saying. thing that is that I keep <laughs> thinking about is she had a long term vision of what she wanted to accomplish, and she knew that in order to get there, she had to play, you know, club ball. She needed to play high school ball. She needed to do camps, and we didn't do as many as we should have. Um, in hindsight, but you know what? She had a vision of where she was going. And I know, you know, this past year as we were in recruiting years, she was like, am I going to get picked up? You know, will the coaches like me? And we're out visiting all these different colleges and universities. And it's just, you know, her mental capacity to stay focused, to stay committed, to hold on to that vision, to hold on to that dream and to do the the day-to-day, the week-to-week 
um, grind. thing grind that needed to be needed done to, to hone her craft, to hone her abilities, to make her a phenomenal player. And a lot of that came from her internal drive to go, I'm going to get it. I mean, she is, she is a no balls drop girl. You know, she wants to play. She wants to be trusted with the game. And I think that is important because I think a lot of times we, we want something, but we let our fear hold us back. And that fear can be you no know, fear of even starting. It could be fear of pain. It could be fear of, you know, being able of actually failing. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that's, I think that's an huge. Important that's thing the is, biggest part is fear of failing, right? Yes. I think that's a lot of of what um we we think about when we're about to start something new or it's just and I'm not sure why. Well, I mean, we just want to do good. I mean, we just want to do well. And and I think that's that's I know that a lot of times, you know, are not just with her, but just with all our kids, you know, trying to figure out, well, I can't do this class. It's so hard and having a hard time. I said, we'll take it one step at a time, one little step at a time. You can't eat a whole elephant, you know, in one bite, right? So you just got to take one bite at a time. And I know like just going back to her, I was going to say, and it wasn't just, if you think about it, it wasn't just, you know, playing ball with, um, her teams, she had to train herself. She had to put in yes. the effort by herself and that, you know, as in she just weight trained by herself. She did all her own workout. She did all her own, um, skills, ability training, you know, it's just those, just those things that put you, um, I guess st a step ahead, you know, a step, um, ahead of the others that aren't in the things the off the court. Yeah. And I think that's really, really important is, a lot of times we just look at the things that you have to do at practice or you, that you have to do, uh, you know, during the game. But really what differentiates a really competitive person and those people that, in my opinion, succeed. Um, I mean, look at Inky. You know, when you hear Inky's story, um, when he went to football practice, he would stay after football practice and he would work out another hour. It's those people that put in the, the work after mm -hmm. the, you know, the time that's expected. Those are the ones that really push themselves to the next level. And then you look at them and go, wow, they've, they've just progressed so far. And it's because of what they did off the court when they did it out of the time that was, that that was expected that enabled them to succeed. Yeah. It's just an extra, it's the extra effort that you put in that puts you above the rest. Right. Absolutely. Really. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think getting what you're talking about, like getting over the first initial fear, I don't know if they're, well, no, I wouldn't say that you, you can never really be comfortable. I think if you get comfortable in, in your situation, you're, I don't know. I want to say you're not going to, you're not cocky. I don't know. Are you cocky? Are you overconfident. I think there's a difference. Lazy. I think there's a difference between being cocky and being confident. Yeah. Confident means that you can execute and your execution speaks for itself. Whereas cocky means that you're talking a good game, but you can't perform. Right. Okay. Right? That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about like when you're thinking about starting something new <clears throat> and you've got the fear of failing. I'm trying to put that in this perspective of what Inky was doing, what Kehlani was doing. 
Um, I think they have got over that. I think their passion or their, not their passion so much, but their, um, what is it? Their like internal the goal. drive, no, their, their vision. Their, their vision, yeah. Right. Their vision was greater than their fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just thinking about, oh my gosh. Okay, guys. I was just thinking about my vision of something that has nothing to do with sports, has, <laughs> has nothing to do with careers, and has everything to do with pain, like physical pain. All right. So I'll tell you what happened over the weekend. Um, and I hope I don't gross anybody out, but I just want to like <laughs> tell you guys something that I think that it actually made me for about seriously, I want to say 10, 20, maybe 10 minutes of turmoil was about 10, 15 minutes. Do you know what I'm talking least, about, Jody? At least 15 He knows what I'm minutes, talking about so. because I couldn't stop talking about it. Yes. It's like 15 minutes of turmoil. Okay. And, and mental anguish. Yeah. Okay. I mental. Mean, it was mental and emotional anguish. So let's. <laughs> Tell them what happened. So. Yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> okay. So the, okay, I was just trying to figure out like where to begin. <laughs> so here's the thing. I had this like bump on the back of my neck um, for a little bit, but it was a little tiny bump, little, little, little tiny bump, like a zit size. You know, I was like, oh, okay, it's just zit, but it was underneath the skin. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just wait till it, you know, comes to a head and then I can just, you know, pop it. Not a big deal. Right. All right. So. I'm like, nothing's happening to it. Sometimes it actually would go away. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's gone. But I'd forget about it and forget about it. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like, you know, oh, it was just a week ago. I'm talking about it's been, it was months, maybe, oh, it's been years. It's been a while. It's been a while. So it would, it would come and go and not really big deal. I don't know what happened, but in the past month, it grew to Jody's description to, it was a golf ball. To a golf ball size. <laughs> and as I could feel it, I was thinking, no, that's like a big gumball size. Not no, a golf ball. It was huge. And I was like, okay, so guys, it's between a golf ball and a gumball size. How it about, was a golf ball like size. Like a it big gumball. Like this big old mound okay, so whatever. out of the back of your neck. Whatever, whatever the size would it. Anyway. Looked like a third eye bulging out. <laughs> Brother. So I started calling it my friend, my little pet. I just got his made fun of it. But I was thinking, okay, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. No big deal. You know, I'll just, you know, it'll, it'll uh, put hot compresses on it. It'll go down. I really didn't know what the heck it was and why it was even there. So I just, um, you know, kind of let it go until it grew to being so painful. Got infected. Well, and it didn't, I didn't know anything about it. Like I didn't realize that was infected. So for a few days I'm having Jody like work on it, trying to push it down, try and pop it out, trying to, and it was painful. (laughs) And then when I realized it was like, oh, it's freaking red. So I'm like, um, I think this is infected now. So we go, I'm like, you know what? We got to just get rid of this. You know what? I didn't care anymore. I was like, this is painful. Let's go to the doctor. I'm just going to get rid of it. So we get to the doctor and I'm sitting on the table and there, well, before we get there or sorry, before we go into the office, into his, um, procedure room, you know, I'm talking to, uh, the, um, nurse about it. And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take you to the procedure room. Okay. So I didn't think about going into what's a procedure room in this. It's like a dock in a box, a quick care kind of place. It, Cause it was on the weekend. And so I'm like going in there 
And I'm like, procedure room? And, you know, when you go to the doctor, you just go to a regular room and, you know, the examining room. Well, nope, they took me to the full on, you know, the gurney the looking thing where they have the surgical stuff and all this, the lights and everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's a full surgical an, room. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is like an operating room. Oh my gosh. So I start to kind of panic. And I don't know why I panicked when, I guess because I didn't envision, you know, I only knew like, hey, they might have to lance this thing, you know, but I just was like, when I actually got to that point, I thought, Oh, wait a minute. What am I actually doing here? You know, and, and fear set in immediately. I'm like, I, I don't know if I want this done. I don't know what's going to happen now. And, and I thought about it. I'm like, why was I fearful? I had the goal of getting this done in a way because it was bugging me, hurting me and causing so much pain that it's like, it, it really inhibited me from like, you know, trying to jump around and move around. I didn't like it. So um, I can tell you want to say something, Joe. Go for no, it. No, I, I just think it's ironic because you went there to get rid of the pain, but you, yet you were afraid of the pain of the procedure. Yeah, well, well, the whole <laughs> because thing. Because that was a lot of what we were talking about yeah. because he was going to have to give you an injection to numb it. And you're like, does the injection hurt? Will that hurt? It's like so that over was, and over and over and over. Oh, that's the whole process. So like the, when the doc came in. He, you know, he gave me options, which was cool because I mean, I appreciate that. I appreciate that they give you all the scenarios and then you have the decision on what to do. So the first scenario was obviously, you know, shoot it with some lidocaine. It may, okay, this is what, this is the part that really got me. <laughs> I must, okay, I was like, okay, he'll shoot the lidocaine. Okay, well, fine. That's good. And he, and then he's like, it may or may not work depending on how bad the infection is. Okay. So basically it was a cyst. I forgot to tell you guys that that's what he said. He goes, it's a cyst. It's been infected. So we need to take it out and you know, whatever. So I'm like, um, if the lidocaine, he, he goes, we could shoot it we'll shoot it with lidocaine and then we'll lance it. And I thought, all right. And, and he, then he, well, that's when he said, I don't know if it's going to work, you know, just depend on how bad, bad the infection is and the tissue. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That idea does not appeal to me that the lidocaine won't work and you got to cut into it. Okay. That just does not appeal to me. So the second option is we'll just give you some antibiotics, you know, hope that the infection goes down and away with the antibiotics and that you can keep doing the hot compresses and then it'll all go away. And, um, then you can work on it from there. I'm like, Oh, that's a good option. So I actually, honestly, I took that second option. And Jody's looking at me going, seriously, you freaking came here so that we would get it done. You're here. Just get it done. And I'm looking at him like, this is not your body. You have no idea. I was pretty pissed too. I, I looked at you. I'm like, shut up. And I'm like, oh, because I'm like, here to get it fixed. Yeah. And, and you're I'm like, like going to run away. You're right. Because I was like, it ain't your body. He's like, it's going to be fine. I'm like, you don't know it's going to be fine. And you don't know how I feel. I was like, this is me. And I make the choice and I make the decision. And I knew I was going to make the, the decision that I wanted. Right. It so, took you a long time to come to that. I know. Though. I know. I had to talk to, I talked to the doctor, asked him. What would you do, Jody? Really? I would, I would, I would make this, I would make, I would listen to what he had to say. And then Jody, I like, um, would look at him and go, so what would you do? Oh, if it was your body, you know, of course I knew what he would do. I'm so, like, I'm here. Let's get it done. So we, so I let the doctor go out. I'm like, I just need a moment. 
was thinking, okay, let me tell you how ridiculous this is though, guys. I was thinking about how ridiculous it was, but I'm like, I, this is this little tiny, okay, okay, golf ball size thing on my neck. This was not surgical procedure as in the sense of like, I wasn't going to go under, I wasn't going to, it's not like, you know, anything it's so, a mere flesh wound. Yeah, it's a <laughs> I was like, but I, but I really took this like pretty much to heart. I mean, I had to make a decision. So the doctor <laughs> stepped out of the room. I look at Jody, and I'm like, okay, you know, to asking him those questions, and we're discussing it. And then I finally just said to myself, I'm like, you know what? Every day I've made a commitment to myself that every day I would do something uncomfortable to get over fears. Just, just, it was just my, it's my own challenge for myself. Um, that's just who I am that I don't, I don't look for the challenge. I'm not saying I'm looking for something, but I know that every day I'm going to face something that I'm going to be uncomfortable with. So I thought, Oh, <laughs> this is it. Okay. This is, it. <laughs> this is the one. So I, I just like got off the gurney and I'm like, fine. I opened the door door and I'm like, doc, come in. Yes. Let's get it done. So we got it done. And the thing that turned me, not the only the fact that I wanted to um, face a challenge or face it, an uncomfortableness and got, get it done, this and you know, and do it. But the part that really, I, I remember thinking, and it turned it, it was the turning point. It was the fact that I knew that the pain would be temporary, that that time frame would be temporary. Like I knew that the lidocaine shot Cause, cause I actually asked him, I'm like, can you put some topical on there too? And then inject it. And he's looking at me like, okay, let me just tell you that the topical is only for the topical. You're like, like the top of your skin. It's not even, he goes, the actual pain part might be when they inject the, um, the, the solution, medicine, the medicine. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. So, <laughs> so I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, okay. It's going to be like five seconds, if that, by putting it in, putting the medicine in and done and it'll be fine. And even if I don't, you know, it doesn't take that well, I'll deal with it. I don't know. I was just like, I just got to get rid of this thing because then he was right. Jody was right. It's like my vision or my goal was to get rid of this thing and quit living with it. Otherwise I'd have to live with it again for another week or so. And then it maybe have to go back in if it didn't work this, you know, with the second option. So I was like. I'm just going to get it done. And doing that, uh, yes, it was not painful. I got the lidocaine shot. It worked. Everything was great. Okay. So that was good. But that was like the turning point, realizing that sometimes, sometimes the pain may be a little longer, but initially when you actually take that first step, it's, it's really, um, so what do I want to say? Immediate, I guess, temporary and short. The ironic thing to me was that here you went in to get this thing resolved. You had this vision of what you wanted to do. You were done with the pain. You were done of the frustration of, of doing compresses and me trying to work it out and all this stuff. You were just done and, and it was getting aggravated. And so you went there and then when you got to the procedure room, it was like, Whoa, 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 I don't want to have anything that, you know, the, the, the fear of temporary pain was overwhelming your original purpose. Yeah. And when you revisited your re, your original purpose, then you were able to go, take a breath and go, you know what? I can do this. It's going to be temporary, but the long term, 
vision, the long-term goal is going to be achieved if I can just push through a little longer and encounter and, and experience a little bit more pain. And the surprising thing was, is that when you got down there and he put the injection, he goes, do you feel that? And you're like, no, not really. I mean, the pain wasn't even what you expected no. it was going to be. Right. Right. Oh, no. And I think that's with like anything. It's, I think, you know, you work so hard um, you know, for something, let's just say you work so hard for something. I want to say like, let's just say a competition and then it's time for that competition to happen. And you've trained and trained and trained. And then you get to the point where you actually have to perform and compete. And you're like, Oh, wait a minute. And that's when all the butterflies, everything comes. And sometimes, you know, I mean, you get sick to your stomach and you may want to just turn around and not come go through with it. But it's really only that moment that that initial moment of like nope I'm just gonna do it and you do it there's no then you're doing it there's no turning back at that point yes there's a turning back before you actually initially do it but that's it's like seriously if you think in your mind it's a millisecond like just do it boom and you're doing it does that make sense no it does you know swallow your fear and lean in and push forward and accomplish that okay like i'm thinking of a of a a race okay a track race or a you know a sprint or something right with the initial you're like freaking out you're at the you're at the blocks and you're ready to go and then the gun goes off right so you're like you could turn around at the blocks because you're still prepping you're still like okay am i gonna do it am i gonna do it am i gonna do it and when that initial boom the gun goes off and you take off it's like okay i'm taking off i'm just going and you just have to get over you just have to get past the gun going off. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that analogy because I think a lot of times the biggest challenge to overcome is the waiting for when to go, the anticipation. Oh yeah. (laughs) I was thinking the anticipation of him putting me uh, on. Cause I think about you on that bed and you're just like, it was funny because she had this little (laughs) pillow underneath her head and she's like cringing. You can see that. The pillow just crumbling up and I could just see her and and the doctor's like back there doing anything and then he'd already done it and he goes, So are you feeling okay? She's like, nothing and then your hands totally relaxed. Oh yeah, I was gripping the pillow. Here's how funny it was. It was so funny, I was like, Jody, do I need to hold your hand? Do you need to be right here? I mean, I was like figuring all this out. Guys, I've had four children. I've experienced labor. This was worse than labor. The 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 pain of this was worse than labor, I feel like. But yeah, and I wanted to grab his fingers like I did when I was in labor. He'd give me two fingers and I would grab it and squeeze it. And that's how, you know, and I'm like, do I do this now? What do I do? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just worked myself up into a tizzy. Yeah, I, and, th- and I think that's a big thing. You worked yourself in, yeah. up into a tizzy. And it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. Yeah. In fact, it was probably a micro, you know, micro segment of what it, what you really thought it was going to be. Well, and I've had injections. I've had like steroid injections. I mean, I've had lots of different other things go on. And I was like, why is this such a big deal? I think it's because honestly, <laughs> I'm going to make an excuse. The doctor, <laughs> sorry, I'm dealing with allergies. Um, no, I mean, he was a good doctor, but I'm just thinking when he's really, when he said, well, I don't know if the lidocaine will work. I was <laughs> counting and banking on the lidocaine working and then it wouldn't be no big deal. And that's an interesting 
perspective because here he was trying to help you prepare, right? And he was giving you all of the options. And being honest. And being honest. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, these are the potential outcomes you get to decide. And you latched onto the one (laughs) little thing that was negative. Yeah. Right? And I think (laughs) we have- That's a pretty big thing. (laughs) I think we have a tendency to do that. We're- we're on an awesome path and 90% of what we're doing is in a positive direction and we hear or we experience the one little 10% that's negative and that's the only thing we look at instead of going you know what I'm looking at the 100% goal and I'm going to push through this fear this pain this challenge so that I can accomplish what I came here to do right right well okay and and I I love when you talk about your um your one race um, that you did, uh, you're actually wearing the shirt. My Beaverhead Endurance Run. Yeah, that run. So I knew you were excited about doing it. Um, Did you ever have any anticipation or fear of like anything or just because it was an unknown, the whole thing was fearful? I mean, what were you, because I I think about like what I'm talking about the race, about a, um, like a sprint race or whatever that, it's that initial anticipation, that initial like prep, not preparation, but the anticipation when actually the gun's going to go off and you're trying to work your, you know, self up to like go. Did you ever have a moment where you're like, yeah, do I really want to do this? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you got up, we got up there at 6,500 feet. It's early morning. The sun's rising and it's gorgeous. Right. And then they're having everybody gather around the starting line and you're looking up at this hill and you're like, Hmm. <laughs> All right. Are we, are we really going to go from mm. 6,000 feet to almost 11,000 feet and then down? And, um, so yeah, you have a lot of those mental things. But one of the things that I was thinking about was actually not that race, but actually a 50 mile hike that I went on mm. with Christian and some other, uh, young boys in our youth group. And I'll never forget when we started the hike, we were, we, the actual start was pretty mild, but I knew that we had a really, really big climb. And in the whole first six miles, I kept thinking about this big climb that we were going to have to do. And we're, we're, you know, I wasn't worried about the boys. I was worried about the leaders because the leaders weren't as in as good a shape as they probably should have been going on a 50 mile hike. And then we came to this big hill and actually what faced us was not the hill, but was this huge snow wall. And so we had to look at the snow wall and determine how we were either going to get up it and around it or what. So we actually had to step back and take a a couple different angles to look at how we were going to approach it because the way we had planned to go was not going to happen. And so we got to that moment and we had to take in all the information that we could assess from where we were and make a new plan. And then we had to push and the climb was still very challenging, but it was not what we expected to be. So, and I, and I think that's an important lesson too, because you got to the procedure room and you had all of these expectations of what you thought it was going to be when you first came into the dock in the box. And then he's like, Oh, let's go into it into the procedure room. You're like, I wasn't expecting that. I just wanted to get a simple lance and be done. 
when actually there was more required to get you back on track. Just like us, we had to reassess, readjust, and we had to make a new plan so that we could get towards the ultimate goal of going to Buck Lake. So, I mean, that that's like the other thing about when you did that, when you saw that, what did fear, I guess that that's the fear part. What did the fear set in then? Did the fear set in before? Well, said, yeah. When we first saw the wall, we're like, holy crap, <laughs> that's a big snow wall. Well, so did you guys even thought think about turning around? Oh, no. We, well, yeah, I wasn't thinking about turning around. I'm just okay. like, how are we going to get through this? How are we going to get around this big obstacle? Because at at the surface, it seemed overwhelming. But as we started to you know, walk around it and explore different avenues. We're like, you know what, if we go down and then we go up, then we can overcome this challenge, right? So we had to kind of work our way through it, you know, which was completely different. We weren't expecting a huge wall. We were just expecting to just keep trekking up the hill. And all of a sudden we had this big snow wall. And, but we were able to, you know, step back, reassess and make a plan that enabled us to push through and accomplish our goal. Well, so this is the thing is like how, at what point with that? Cause I know my turning point was the fact that, you know, I'm like, okay, the pain is temporary, 10 seconds, get a shot, get it done. And hopefully the lidocaine works. And if it doesn't, I'll just deal with whatever else has to happen. So what, what turning point for you guys was like, or just, was there a, really a turning point? Well, I think the turning point, it wasn't so much that we were going to turn around. It was the turning point was which direction are we going to have to take to press forward, right? And I think a lot of times we have a vision of what we're trying to accomplish and we think that it's going to be a straight line. And what I found is that usually it's never, it's, never, it's always never. It's never a straight line. It's never ever. a straight line, right? It's It's got its ups and downs. It's got its curves and detours and if you're open to adjusting you're open to change and with while keeping the same vision in mind you can overcome the task yes i think the whole thing that i think about when i if we could think of pain or sorry not pain but if we can think of fear i mean we have that one acronym um fear is Oh, what was that called? Dude, yeah. Something. Okay. You can, you're, I can't think of it. Fear is, there's an acronym for F E A R. Um, false, false, false um, evidence appearing real. Yes. False evidence appearing real. And if we could think about that false evidence appearing real because of what I just told you about my experience, the thing is, is that even if you still have it, if you can know in your mind that it's a millisecond of that initial, I'm going to just do it. Kind of like I think about, and I've never done this. Um, I know you have like free falling from a plane. Um, what is that called? What's that called? <laughs> skydiving. skydiving. Oh my gosh. I'm like free now falling that, from a plane. That was interesting. So skydiving. <laughs> I think about that. You can talk about it, but I'm just saying when we're, when you, the thought of just like, okay, you, you really have no point of return. I mean, Oh no, you're done. You, but, but it's that, this is a really great example. That's what I mean. It's like, this part is like the, that you have to 
take that initial step. That initial step is seriously a millisecond. Boom, you're done. You're out. You're out of the plane. You're skydiving. You're going. No, that wasn't even the challenging but the, part. But then, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The challenging part was, now let's you go. The challenging part was when you were in the plane and they got up to altitude and they said, step out onto the wing. See, that anticipation, right? right? So, so we got yeah. up there. They opened the door of the plane and they're like, all right, you need to step on that little foot peg and then hold the bar of the wing. <laughs> and climb out there and then we'll do a backflip out and I'm like that I mean mentally you're going wait what, how I, high are you like I don't even remember 10,000 10, feet I think yeah I mean we're in the we're, sky we're way up there yeah. so so you know you're looking down at the ground you're looking at the wing you're looking at ground. this look. can you even see the ground oh yeah it's way down there but you know you see <laughs> this you little foot bag oh yeah the, blah, 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 you know all the wind and the, and the guy behind me you know because we're doing tandem he goes all right come on let's just step out there and mentally you're going and it was a microsecond it's like wait a sec I'm actually gonna step on the outside of this plane and I'm going to stand on that little on the outside, as the door is open of a plane. Yeah. 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 And then, then I'm, and I was also excited at the same time. I'm like, but mentally you're going, wait, I'm stepping out of a plane and I'm going to hold that little thing. And so we get out there, we hold on. He goes, all right, three, two, one, let go. And we just fell back. And what if was, you didn't let go though? The, what would happen if you didn't let go? I'm sure he would have yanked me free. I mean, you can't. I don't know. Because I don't know what you're holding on to. You're, you're, holding, you're on, holding on. You is know he how holding the, on to something? He's basically holding on to me. Okay, so, so you're already strapped together. Yeah, we're strapped okay. together, right? And so we're actually stepping underneath the wing and holding the, the support of the the bar that supports the wing. And then we're stepping on this little foot peg. And so we get out there and he says like, Oh, and the weird, the second thing that was most weird was as we did our backflip and then came back around to see the plane going away from me. <laughs> You're like, wait, wait a sec, the plane's over there and I'm going down. And did but, you even think like I'm going down? But no. And that was a weird thing. Did you have was, no point of reference? I didn't have any point of reference of falling. All you could feel was the, the way oh, you could feel face. like your stomach. You know how on the roller no, coasters? You no, like, you yeah. don't have that except for that initial drop out of the plane because you have a point of reference. But then you're just arms spread, legs spread, and it's just you're it's flying. awesome. You're just floating. And, I mean, you're falling, but it feels like you're Oh, it floating. does feel like you're floating? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're just in the wind, you know, pulling against your face and stuff. <laughs> and it was it was awesome. But that initial step was like, it mentally was like, huh, what am I doing, you know? Right. But I'm like, hey, you know what? I committed. This was my dream of doing this, and let's do it. Well, have you seen many people, like, even just on roller coaster rides, like, if you see people going to the roller coaster and then, like, oh, you see them going back down the line, you know, coming back yeah. towards you because they're like, I'm not going to do this. And, but it's that initial, and it's, it's interesting because every, like people have done it, right? People have skydived, you know, they do it. They're not, yeah. what is that little bit of fear? What is that? I think it's that little bit of fear that either one protects you or two makes you second guess your ability to do something. And so, Keeping you know, Keeping you safe. Yes. Either without it, pain, because like, what could you, what would happen? The parachute doesn't open. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> you know? So, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's the fear, right? right? The fear like, oh my gosh. And the whole, like instinctually, we don't drop out. Of, we don't jump out of planes. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, like instinctually, you don't want to jump and fall to the ground, to the earth. And the thing that is key in this is <coughs> to trust in the process, mm -hmm. right? I trusted 
a more experienced diver. I trusted in my parachute. I trusted that other people had done it before. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to embrace this experience and I'm jumping out of the plane. Okay. And I'm yeah. so glad I did. Yeah. Right. Just like right. I'm sure you're so glad yes. <laughs> you pushed past the pain and now you're moving your neck around and you got a wobbly head. It and feels I, great. It, it feels great. Yeah. It's that I had to trust in the doctor that he knew what he was going to do. And I didn't not trust him because he honestly gave me the like the scenarios. Right. So I was like, uh, yeah. Oh, well, I may not have trusted him, actually, because you know why? Because I remember saying to you. I want to go to my regular doctor. <laughs> I want to go to my regular doctor. Let's go to him next week. I remember saying that and thinking it. So yeah, I think trust the, is a There's huge a level point. of trust there. Yeah. So that fear, that initial fear is also a lack of trust in whatever you, maybe even your own abilities. Yeah. And so that, and that safe part being safe and. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. And, and I love the idea of trust because now if you went back to that same doctor you would trust him because you have experience with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I think I, a lot of the fear is the fear of the unknown. Of course. And yeah. then once you oh, once you take that big leap of faith. It's you, not a big leap. It's a microsecond. It's a microsecond. You're right. It's a microsecond leap. And when you do that and you experience whatever you were fearing, you realize, wow, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, or, Hey, I got this. I can do this. Yep. And pushing through is really, really key to you achieving whatever you're trying to accomplish. Right. So really, if you think of it, let's think of it. If you could take anything away from this guys, fear is temporary. And really, honestly, it's a microsecond. You just got to just jump into it and just do it. Bite the bullet and do it. So. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really, really enjoy these conversations with each other and with you. <laughs> Hope if- you enjoyed that, you know, <laughs> that whole medical procedure. <laughs> oh, man. If you have comments, please send us an email at cheesedonexcuse at <laughs> gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, and review us so that we can get uh, up in the rankings on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and your favorite place to listen. So thank you guys for listening, and mahalo. mahalo.